0: You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of The Spoiled Yak with Poroma. Hi, I'm Poroma. In this episode, we talk about the much-loved romance, Do You Like Brahms?, which wrapped up in October, leaving viewers quite happy with the way it ended. That's nothing to sneeze at since Dramaland often fails to stick the landing after extremely promising first halves. I'm joined by the amazing Anya, who loved this drama as much as I did and we had a lot to cover. So let's get to it. This episode was produced with the support of our lovely Patreon members. You can find our page at patreon.com slash dramas over flowers. And as always, thank you to every one of our listeners for your love and support. On to the spoiling! Hi, this is Parma. Welcome to A Spoiled Yak for Do You Like Brahms? I have a very special guest, a returning guest, who was last with us when we were doing A Spoiled Yak on My Unfamiliar Family, which was hosted by Anisa. So welcome back, Anya.
1: <laughs> Thank you for getting me back. I, I feel very lucky because I get invited to talk about dramas that I love. So this is great. I'm very happy to be back.
0: We are very fortunate that you agreed to be on this with us. Especially because I have a lot of love for this drama. But I don't actually know a lot of people who watched it in its entirety. A lot of people started and kind of liked it. But then it was slow. So I have heard of more people who have dropped it. That actually was the
1: entire thing. Can I be completely honest? If you hadn't invited me to come on the podcast, I probably would have dropped it. And because you said, oh, do you want to come on the podcast? We talk about it. I thought, oh, I better finish it. And I'm so glad I did. Because even though it was kind of tough going, I really loved the ending. And I loved the last two episodes. And I think that anybody who dropped it should pick it back up again because it was great.
0: I- I'm going to just get in there and point out that the episodes that almost made us drop the drama because that's an interesting thing to me because so often I find that I'm watching a drama and quite like it and the drama's doing things right as far as I can tell but I just lose interest at a point and I drop it and I never pick it back up. It's happened to me with a couple of really good dramas that other people have enjoyed and I just never went back to. Mm-hmm. But with this drama, again, uh, to be honest, the same thing happened with me. I decided I really wanted to do a spoiled yak because I had loved the first half so much. But then I was like, wait, I'm not going to do this alone. I need someone with me. And I remember that you were watching it and really liking it. And then we had that, you know, email conversation. I was like, wait, Anya's watched more than I have. I need to catch up. <laughs> so the point where I nearly dropped it was 11 and 12. That That was the week that was hard for me why do you think that uh, around that time we almost dropped the drama
1: it was exactly the same week for me it was 11 and 12 and (laughs) and I had been so excited about new episodes coming out and watching them as soon as there were subtitles and then there was episode 11 and I watched five minutes of it and I thought I I do not want to watch these characters go through pain I love them (laughs) so much and now it's come to the angst section of the drama and I kind of didn't want anything Mm -hmm. bad to happen to them because I liked them so much. Um, And then I also was really concerned over how it was going to play out i thought it could play out in a way that i really hated and i almost thought you know what i'm just not going to do it i'm just not going to watch it <laughs> i'm just going to have the happy memories of the first 10 episodes and and i think it also i could see on a lot of the forums that people were talking about how much they hated 11 and 12 and so yeah. i thought oh am i also going to hate it and then i i Those two episodes were hard going, but the payoff was great, so that it's it was worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I think part of me was a bit afraid that the payoff wasn't going to be good. That eleven and twelve was um, it was kind of treading waters. It had already tread before in the previous weeks, in that we had Songha, our uh, female protagonist, going through like. Sort of the motions of her insecurities sort of rearing their head, her misunderstanding, Park Junyang Young and uh, Jung Kyung's relationship. Um, though, you know what, it's in the last few episodes, I kind of started to understand that her misunderstandings weren't wholly misunderstandings. That even though Jun Young didn't, um, didn't love uh, Jung Kyung anymore... It was a relationship that had been part of his life for like 15 years. It's not so easy to just let it go. And every time he would tell um, Jung Kyung to not come back into his life, please don't interfere again. But then she would interfere and we would all be so frustrated because she's acting like a second lead. And he would be so polite to her when you want him to be like, go away, damn you. But he would be so understanding and polite to her Part of it is that he he seems to be, as a character, completely unable to be rude to anyone, even like to the vilest people. But also that he has had an affection for this person. And I understand this. It's not so easy to let that affection go. So from Songha's perspective, when she doubts uh, Junyoung's words, there is actual merit to it. It's just that as the audience, it's tiring to watch that play out over and over again when you can't see where the story is going in terms of their characters. And then uh, I, I think from about episode 14, things started getting so good. It The payoff started happening. And yeah, I was just, I was, I just watched 40, 15, 16. One after the other, I couldn't stop myself. It was, it was
1: really great. I think it was so frustrating because Songa, as a character, became quite frustrating for those episodes. Um, there was a the bit where she is like, "Oh, what? So I'm not going to become a violinist?" And you think, "Girl, have you not understood that for the last like years or so? Why? Why has you only not? Why have you only now come to realize that?" And so there was this frustration. There was this frustration about the way. The other characters treated both Song and Junyoung. Young, you know, the horrible agent, the horrible professors, the horrible people taking advantage of them all around it. And one of my pet hates when people just don't talk to each other. You just think, just, just for a second, people, you are dating, just have a conversation. You know, you're thinking about dropping this or you're, you're thinking about resigning your job. Why don't you talk to your boyfriend about it? Why are there annoying misunderstandings? Um so that's what was happening in those episodes and it is it was so frustrating. Then the fact that they didn't talk meant that they actually every single character solved their own problems and that was yeah. incredibly satisfying. That they actually, you know, I think I think the episode was called Intermezzo. They they took a step back, they yeah. thought about what their life was going to be, they sorted themselves out, and it was good. So yeah.
0: It was. That's true. I I did find that very frustrating it, Like when dates didn't happen because one of them had to run off so they couldn't keep the appointment and the other person took that as like, I don't know, an omen or like a, a signal that the relationship isn't working and that they were never meant to confide in their partner because the partner had to run off to solve an emergency. I found that really frustrating. I mean, you just take a rain check, man. Talk on the phone. As far as I know, most couples these days can't stop talking on the phone. I do not understand this (laughs) phone addiction, but apparently that's what couples do. These two barely spoke on the phone. If they couldn't meet face to face, no conversations were happening. So, yeah, there there is that element. But it's just that when they were good together, when they were sweet together, they were so sweet. It was just all kinds of like... I thought of like, candy and sweetness and just, but like, you know, wholesome sweetness.
1: Whenever the two of them smiled at each other, I just smiled at the screen. I just, they nice. just automatically made me happy. It's like, oh, you lovely people, you're smiling. This is so good. Um, and I, I think that that was uh, a choice from the PD to have the two of them just smile at each other all the time. And they just have this gazillion wattage smiles, you know, that that could light up a city. Um,
0: oh God, yeah. But
1: they had that from the beginning. They had it in episode one there when they bump into each other at the airport, they smile yeah. at each other. And all the way through when they meet each other, they smile. They see each other. They smile. And so then at the end, when Songa says, oh, being with you makes me happy, you as a viewer think, yes, I could see that. I could see that on my screen as you were smiling and happy. So often yeah. there are dramas where people say, oh, I really like being with you. And, and as a viewer, you think, well... You guys look as if you'd prefer to be in different rooms rather than <laughs> <laughs> actually liking each other. But okay, if you tell me that that's the case, and I'll believe you. But here, you just saw it all the time. You saw yeah. how, how happy these people were to be together.
0: You could see them. F- falling in like with each other mm-hmm. like you could see them admiring each other and noticing these small traits about each other and and it's something clicking in their brain and them deciding yes this is this person is good so yes i mean i was trying to explain this romance to somebody and i all i could think of was this it's an extremely sweet mannerly romance between two really decent people and i yeah, that's that's just what it was, which is why I just I I love this so thoroughly. And this is completely rewatch material for me. Very few dramas reach that level. Um, usually, it's fantasy. Rarely is it a rom-com. But uh, this this one definitely is a rewatch uh, drama for me. I want to take a step back and um, <laughs> take us into like I I just want to talk about the larger theme of the drama before we get more focused. Though we kind of did get very focused there. <laughs> Uh, um, so this is not something that I've seen dramas do a lot, where the entire point of the story seemed to be finding the right moment and the right emotional state to give up on something that you have loved a lot. And to have that be the entire arc for both Songa and for Parking um, yeah, Jun. <laughs> <laughs> Youngjun, I keep, I just, I don't know why I keep uh, having trouble with his name. His real name is so much easier, Minji. So on the one hand, from the very beginning, when I could see that Songha was putting in so much effort into, she studied for, she finished her. Um, I suppose it's it, in my country. It's the bachelor's uh, for mm-hmm. business. She finished that from like a very prestigious university. Then she spent four years struggling to get into the same university, but in a different department, the music department. She did her three years of bachelor's there and then she's was thinking of applying for masters as would any other classical musician, but you know, somebody who would have started much earlier than her. she hasn't had. I, I think it was um Jung Jun's evil uh, manager later who pointed out that she maybe has had ten years of practice, whereas most of her contemporaries were practicing since they were five years old. So where they had twenty years of practice on their instrument, she's barely had ten years and not even ten years of intense practice. so, with classical music, precision and talent both play huge roles. And if you don't have talent, then your, then precision has to be what you focus on. And no matter how much Songha tried, it's just a matter of there not being enough time for her to catch up to her peers. But for her heart to accept that, she needed to put her all in, fail and then accept it. But that is a valid journey to have. And I don't think I've seen any other drama quite focus on this side of what it is like to love something passionately.
1: I thought it was very interesting. And I loved the journey that, in a way, all characters went on. I'm I'm not entirely sure whether I think the message is to give up. I thought the message was much more (laughs) about what they were saying about, it's your music, it's your life, you need to take control of it. And control taking control of it sometimes means giving up on something that isn't working. And I, I think that if it's purely about giving up, then that would have a bit of a negative connotation. And I think it's about choosing the direction that's right for you. And sometimes you've gone on the wrong path and you just need to reset that. And I yeah. think that if you think about four main musicians... They, they all did that. They all thought, okay, what am I doing with my life? Is this working for me? No, I need to go on a slightly different path. And I thought that that was an incredibly powerful message. I, and I thought that I have never seen it done that well before. Um, that idea of it's it's your decision. Don't be controlled by people telling you what to do. Don't, don't do what's the people above you or what your seniors or your parents or your grandparents tell you you should do it's your life you need to live it you need to do what's what's the best thing for you and that was very and that was very satisfying and yeah in some cases that meant giving up in Songha's case that meant giving up being a professional musician or if you look at jung kyung she gives up working for or she, does, she gives up become, trying to become a professor and she very much does not want to work for that foundation. And it's all about giving up and finding what the right path is.
0: True. And I, I agree with you, but I also don't think giving up is necessarily negative, um, mm-hmm. especially the way that the drama showed, because it's more of a tragedy in my mind if you are really passionate about something. And you decide from the very beginning that this could possibly not work. So I just won't try. I'll just try this other thing that is more likely. Instead, all of these characters seem to, and especially Songa, seem to throw themselves almost bodily into this path that they are passionate about just to see if they can make it work. And I thought that was, that to me, that's like the triumph of human spirit, right? Because mm. you you try. Songa will never regret those four years. I mean, yes, she might be at some point like, so much money, yeah, like all, you know, (laughs) students are dead. Her parents (laughs) might regret it, having paid for it. Right, exactly, like... Uh, she was she was in a very privileged position in that her parents were well off enough to um, afford that which is why even though early on uh, when her parents would sit her down and be like what do you plan to do next and she'd be like I don't know and walk off I had full sympathy for her but part of me was like well your parents are paying for this and they have a right to know (laughs) so yeah but uh, she like it's If you have the privilege, if you have parents who can afford to do this for you, in my way of thinking, use what you have. She had the choice of doing it. So she tried it out. It didn't work. So she, it's not like she's incapable. It's not like she's incompetent. She's a very hardworking, very sincere and very smart woman, which the drama emphasized from the very beginning. She got into this business school early on. And when I look at uh, Park Yung-jun, his arc was a little on the one okay you know what i was actually a bit confused about what his arc was on the one hand i understood the financial pressure he was in that he had to keep performing almost like a monkey because the foundation was putting pressure on him his father's uh profligacy was putting pressure on him but what i didn't understand was on the one hand you have all of these people going Park yun-jun he is a genius he is a wonder, a, you know, naturally talented pianist. He is precious to us all. And on the other hand, people constantly telling him that he cannot have booked out events, that nobody wants to pay for his, uh, you know, playing that. It's just that I don't, I didn't understand the, for me, it was crossing off wires. Like on the one hand, he's this precious thing that everybody talks about in hushed tones. And on the other hand, on his face, people are telling him that we can't do an event with you because, you know, So, yeah, Uh, another pianist won another competition, so people want to see him, not you. And um, yeah.
1: I I think that the point that they were making is that there is a limited amount of space for top pianists. Like, unless you're the the hot new thing, you are not the best. If you were the person who became second, who came second, then why would we go and listen to you if we could go and listen to the guy who's won? Um, And that's probably what was damaging. The fees that he could that he could ask for as a musician. Um, I mean, if I think about his arc, his I I found it really great. I I love music. Um, I'm you know a decent amateur singer. Um, and if it's something that you love, you should actually if it you shouldn't feel as if you're being a robot who does what you're told to do in order to win the competition. I, I didn't want him to feel that he was really his parents' cash machine. You, you want him to play the music that he wants to play and really reconnecting with the instruments and playing full of love and being happy to be, to be a musician rather than being under the pressure that he was under. I mean, as you were saying, he had never been happy playing in a competition. Well, yeah then stop playing in these competitions and and try another way of, of playing and enjoying the music.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. It, mm. And it was especially frustrating mm. to watch him feel like he had just paid off this one debt, only to have his mother call him up and be like, well, your father has like bought the restaurant, we are about to lose it. And you could see the world crashing around his ears and the... The stranglehold his family had on him, like he could barely breathe. So for that to push him to perform and earn, that is not a good place to, that that corrupts his relationship with music. So when he said that he would give up, there was a brief interview, like before an interview, he was kind of practicing the questions. He was going over it with Songha. Uh, This was at his management company. And he was giving her the honest answers, even though later on he went on stage and gave like very practiced diplomatic answers. And so one of the questions was like, if you weren't a pianist, what would you be? And he very casually said, I'll just be something else. Mm-hmm. Unlike what you were, what he later on goes on to say, which is like I can't imagine being anything else, <laughs> but uh, and what, what you know uh, people usually say in these situations. But his he was really, really he really meant it. Yeah. It would have just been something else. So to him, being able to piano play the piano wasn't as deeply a part of his identity as much as it was a necessity for him to earn money. So that is just. I just found that entire, just his character tragic from the very beginning. Um, and I
1: think that, um, I don't know if this is going too much in details, but I, I think the casting of Kim and Jay was perfect because he is oh, quite yeah. slim. So he looked, he just looked like this really vulnerable person with the weight of the world on his shoulders. And he was just, he was just perfect for that. Yeah. Um, and there is this one scene where he is about to go into a competition and you actually see him like throw put some some pills on his hands. I think he was taking stuff to calm himself down. And for a second yeah. he just pours all of them in his hands and you just have this moment where you think oh god he is actually considering suicide because he hates it so much and then he puts them all back in and just takes one and it just shows how much he hated doing the competitions and how much it it really took out of him and so just stepping away from that and from that ghastly professor was very satisfying
0: oh god that was and that I have heard, um, like in the fandom, like in various discussions, people sort of um, evince a bit of um, dissatisfaction with the secondary characters of this drama. I found all of them to be very realistic and all of their arcs to also be very interesting. Um, I,
1: I found them very realistic. And I actually love how, you know, all the... Nasty people actually got their comeuppance, but in a very subtle way. You know, the professor loses his star pupil. Uh, the other professor loses the the girl that she had groomed to be her follow up, and therefore loses the connection with the rich um, institution and her star pupil as well. Um, the the ghastly <laughs> professor, they were all ghastly. Um, who was you know sung as. She loses her very competent. um, What was she? Second assistant. Assistant. So, so in. uh, Oh, and the agent loses his job, doesn't he? So, in a kind of subtle way, they all get some kind of comeuppance without it being really pushed in your face. I I really liked it, and I found them utterly believable. I there was that moment where um, Jung Yun's professor. Has the sudden realization that his life is shaped by his star pupil—that without Jung Young Jun Young, he would not have been anywhere—and that realization yeah. that it's maybe not something that he has done, but that it's something that his pupil has done—it it, it seems to me to be so destroying to realize that. And then he just goes on by, you know, stealing his music, which wasn't so smart. Uh. But but you just think, oh my God, can you imagine? being in his situation and realizing that you would have been nowhere. You would have been a nobody if this kid hadn't you know, made it big. And uh, yeah, that was very interesting, I found.
0: That that was terribly interesting, especially when you compare it with um, Songha's arc. Like she was also somebody who loves music just as deeply as this professor did. But instead of letting um, jealousy corrupt her love for music and, you know, uh, Urge for, um, I suppose, the spotlight. She allowed it to kind of like wash over her and find another path. Whereas the professor, he he got he got what a lot of these other musicians are vying for. Think of the younger generation. Think of, um, Lee Jung Kyung or her uh, ex. Um, uh, you um, know. It, both of them were trying to become professors in this university that this teacher, uh, uh, Jun Young's T I he has a name. I'm going to look it up because this is damn confusing. <laughs> I, don't know. All I don't know what his name was. Hold, hold on, I will find it. It was a supporting role. That does not help. Oh, Youth <laughs> <De Jin. laughs> You, you Um You Taejin, Professor, um, you... Uh, oh, my God. So he got... He has a role in, in this university. He He's a professor. He's well-respected. I mean, think about all of the other professors. Professor uh, Song, the mm-hmm. one who was mentoring... um, What's her name? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Lee Jung-kyung. The one who was mentoring Lee jung She... Like, all of these professors, they had once been musicians who, I suppose, had wanted to be performers. But then either, uh, you know, maybe... They vied for professorship because that also proves that you're a, you know, a talented musician, that you're somebody who is in a position to mentor younger musicians. So it is a position that people want. And professor, you got that position, but he just wasn't satisfied. He was too jealous of his own student. So it's, yes, I mean, very realistic characters, very realistic um, acting
1: In terms of the acting, I think that the performances were fantastic across the board. I thought everybody was so good and, and made even the worst characters really believable.
0: Yeah, I, I can't think of a single character that I out and out hated. I would have absolutely hated the dad, uh, Jun Young's dad, but thankfully we never met the guy.
1: <laughs> True. And I, I had a real soft spot for Jong Kyung. Jung Kyung I know that a lot of people hated her but I actually oh, found I her quite relatable um, yeah. even though you know I'm not going to say that her actions were the best but I I found her very different from the from the standard second lead and I found her yeah a very interesting character who just needed yeah, to find so her, her own way in in life as well um and i found the way that her story went very satisfying too she had instead of being angry about things that hadn't worked out for her she's she basically realizes that with her experience she can help other young kids not go through the same thing or help them cope with the same pressure much better and Take something what has been like a negative experience for her and use it in a positive way. And
0: yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I. There were moments when her actions really made me angry, but those actions were triggered by her deepest fears coming true. In that she had, she was losing people around her through her own actions mm-hmm. but also that her biggest loss as far as she was concerned was the fact that she was no longer who who she had been groomed to think herself of as this genius you know musical performer and she couldn't even get uh, Professorship in any of the uh, U.S. universities that she applied to. So she had, I suppose, her self-identity had been shattered. And around that time, she was watching as uh, Park Chun Young was getting acclaims, and even her boyfriend was doing really well. And she was feeling like she was being left behind. So she, she comes from this really rich, privileged background. She could get away with actions. She would not really face consequences for a lot of them. So she started being really reckless in the way she was behaving. And she thought things would go on as they always have. Nothing would change. But then people started leaving. And on the one hand, I was like, you know, deserved. I can't say it's not. And on the other hand, I could at all times completely understand where she was coming from. So I I thought that both the performer, like the performance of this actress and the way the character was written, both were tremendously well done. Yeah. I did have an issue with um, Hyun-ho though. Um, The actor is great, um, uh, Kim Sung-chul. But uh, Han Hyun-ho, maybe it's because the most important relationships in my life after my family and my kids, my my <laughs> my dogs and my cats <laughs> are my friends. Um, I at no point will, will any at least I I don't know it has until now at no point will a romantic relationship for me ever be so important that I can tell a friend that you I I have want nothing to do with you because I've been dumped by my significant other. I mean it it was literally the stupid I, he knows how alone Park junyoung is. And he basically just pushes... I mean, this boy is practically orphaned. His parents are not a supportive presence in his life. He knows that Junyoung lastly largely depends on Hyun and Jung to some some degree to be his family. He lost Jung Kyung because of her actions. And now, because Junhyo is laboring under disappointment, he just rejects Junyoung, even though he didn't do anything. I just could not get over how how uh, not good a friend he was to this boy. I just, yeah, yeah. But that's you know personal prejudice. <laughs> no,
1: I get that, and I, I did think that he was behaving like that towards his friend because he is hurt and upset and, you know, his girlfriend, who he's loved for forever, prefers his friend over him and he is hurt and lashing out. Um, I would have liked him to have come around a little bit earlier, both him and yeah. and Songha's friend, by the way, Min Song. They were both oh they God. were both saying, oh, because the person I love is in love with you, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And it's like, well, uh, what? What? Um but even that yeah. came round again towards the end. And when when Ho comes to Jun Young's house and he gives him that hug, I was just thinking, Oh finally, now uh, oh, I'm yeah. happy. Um yeah, that, that took them too long to come to come round to being friends again.
0: It did. And because I, you know, thank you for pointing that out. That's something that I wanted to cover. How the drama from the very beginning, both with uh, Park junyoung's youngs uh, 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 arc and song A's arc, kind of showed us this odd mirroring. Both of them had these two friends. song had um, Dong-hyun and uh, min mm-hmm. And uh, Park junyoung had uh, Hyun-ho and jung and both of them were in love with one of their friends, as was the other friend. <laughs> I mean, it was like a perfect mirroring. Both of them um, had, you know, loves that were initially not reciprocated. And just when they were getting over, both of them got like confessions.
1: <laughs> but both, both of them got to be Brahms for a bit, right, in a, yeah. in a triangle. <laughs>
0: Right, exactly. and both of their other friends who were dating or at one point dating oh this is getting super confusing um, <laughs> both Minseong, who was who had at one point dated Dong Hyun and uh, you know Hyunho, who had who had been dating Jun Kyung for years, both of them turned on their friends. Songha and Junyoung, respectively and were like how dare you have had a crush on my love if I were you I could never have had feelings for my friend because I am also your friend I do not understand how that logic works but (laughs) apparently broken hearted people get away with saying anything so but yeah they were not good friends man I suppose that is why Songha and Junyoung kind of got drawn together to begin with because they didn't have Anyone to turn to. And they could each see each other's heartbreak and commiserate and be there to support each other. And that's how their relationship started. So awful lot of coincidences in the mirroring in their life, but uh, (laughs) almost down to the same dialogues even. But uh, on the other hand, it's these two are one of those rare pairings in drama land where they are exactly alike. You know, usually you have these the, the male and female characters are slightly you know they're, they're opposite. They're kind of like you know yin and yang. But these two are they all at different points. They almost say exactly the same things, as was noted by the evil, uh, not evil exactly, the uh, moral chairwoman of the foundation, um, the the grandma chairwoman mm-hmm. lady, and um, the Namunsuk. Um, the the chairwoman of uh, Kyung-ho foundation yeah because they are they they are very very alike as Mm -hmm. people so yeah so certain degree of like mirroring was inevitable but yeah (laughs) the drama takes it to like extra they're like here here we have to make it extra clear that these two people are very similar to each other so here you go
1: But I do think you're right. It's We don't see that very often. Normally, it's like one of them is good at this and the other one is good at this other thing or what one person hasn't got, the other person has and they complement each other, whereas these two were very similar in a good way. In a
0: good way, yeah. If there was one thing that I found them pretty dissimilar in and this was, I suppose, part of the writing, the writing made very clear where this dissimilarity started, is their um, social privileges. Jun Young maybe the more talented pianist and therefore you know better known and in some ways you would think well he's the famous one so he is the more privileged one but no he's the one in constant financial pressure. he has to support his parents his parents have never supported him. Jun has grown up feeling indebted to this corporate you know body that has mentored and sponsored him. so there's a lot of emotional and social pressure on him constantly. Whereas Songha has had a very privileged upbringing. Her parents have always supported her. Even if they have doubted her decisions, they have still given her the ability and you know, the means to follow her dreams. She has never felt financial or social pressure in any way whatsoever. So... Um, it, it's slightly easier for Sangha to be brave than it is for Park Jun Young in many ways, because she doesn't have those pressures. But um, And which is why I don't think she quite understood what he was going through with the foundation and with and why he couldn't just cut the cord with Jang Kyung so easily because it's not just his friend he was cutting off it was his relationship with his foundation that had mentored him for decades at this point
1: Well, and, and it's his main source of income right yeah exactly they they are the ones who are are hiring him for things i mean he he never he also never explains this to Songha. but there mm-hmm. is the moment where he he plays for um Kyung. and she's going to pay him was she was she going to pay him twenty thousand dollars for that? Um, because that's the same amount that that the grandmother paid him to come and to come and.
0: She was going to pay him, right?
1: I don't know if he ever knew that she was going to pay him, but no, you know, no, Song no, Ai it was like, never discussed, right? But for him playing with her is part of a job. Whereas, yeah, him playing with Song Eyes is, is not part of a job, but it was even damaging for his career, as they all said. But yeah. for him. It, it would be impossible to cut her off because cutting off that entire foundation means that he would have he would have no bookings coming up these nice gigs that he would do at their house that he got paid for that would all stop um, it, it was all terribly entangled the whole you know the personal and the professional
0: life yeah he 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 had that financial angle absolutely and he had the emotional you know the burden of guilt that he had been carrying yeah that the chairwoman had been fully taking advantage of in her soft voiced kindly way (laughs) he was just (laughs) what are you doing to this
1: boy And, and that she was shocked when when a granddaughter said, well, he was never happy. If if your aim was to make him happy, well, then you failed. And she goes like, oh, he wasn't happy. It's like, oh, wasn't that obvious? Oh. <laughs> Clearly something that she didn't want to see. Um, and she did admit that she was putting all that pressure on him on purpose because she only wanted to have somebody marrying her granddaughter who could cope with all of that pressure, and he wasn't going to be that one. And therefore, she was...
0: Just disappointed him. in him yeah yeah. Uh, it was like yeah that was a toxic environment that Park Young needed to get out of <laughs> so and yeah I guess that was the happy ending that um, we wanted for him and as you said I'm so glad that they he solved it himself that he came to that decision himself that he had to get out that no matter the consequences even if he can't earn if he can't get another gig he won't do it for the foundation anymore mm-hmm. so that, that was excellent I just wish that their issues of you know not being able to communicate with themselves on that function had been resolved a little earlier they just kept having such such stupid misunderstandings like and I felt like I, I felt more angry towards songha for uh, a part of the of, of that relationship. Because that is that is the perspective we were shown. It was Songha who was being stood up and misunderstanding him and seeing him with Jung Kyung in the car and then be and and wondering why is he in the car with Jung Kyung? He just said he's never going to be you know seeing her again. What does this mean? But the fact of the matter is he never explains. Mm. He doesn't. He does it like most, uh, in most relationships, uh, it's not like you give constant updates to your girlfriend or your boyfriend, but in you talk enough that your day comes up, you know, if if something, a situation has happened that's important and relevant, you tell your other half, you just these two didn't talk, it was so, but it was also so in character. So I am very
1: in two minds about this, because okay. I am very much with you, it frustrated the heck out of me I got so mad when she doesn't you know when she sends him a text saying can we talk rather than sending him a text saying I'm thinking about ditching my job can we talk about that you know as as a normal person would do but I did actually like that they were making all the decisions about the changes of their lives by themselves Mm. like everybody got their life sorted out before they started dating again and I did I did like that I did like that the fact that they had split up meant that it was their personal decision what they were going to do with their lives rather than the two of them sorting it out together so i'm i'm very much in two minds that a i was really frustrated about it and then b i was like okay well the payoff is all right
0: no i agree but i also think that the frustration was less about them not solving the problem together it was more that it was very obviously the wrong time for them to date right right um Mm. Like Park Junyoung Young was barely out of his sort of one-sided love for uh, Jung Kyung. And the same with Song Song had barely gotten over Dong Young. And they, these two liked each other and they started dating. It was very abrupt, very sudden. They hadn't put away their baggages as yet. Mm-hmm. The two of them started dating too early and without their issues being resolved. I will just say
1: that um, there was a moment where she is go- so... Uh, Joon Young's music has been plagiarized and stolen and Jung Kyung has gone to his house to go and sort it out and then Song Ah turns up and just when Jung Kyung leaves and Jung Kyung goes and she said, why are you here? And Jung Kyung says, your obsession with me is really the least of your guys' problems. (laughs) And I thought, exactly, exactly, this is not the issue. (laughs) The issue is that there is all this stuff going on and you guys have got no idea what's going on in the other's life. And, And whether or not he is seeing his friend is really not the main problem. But they sorted it out, so it's all good. Agreed.
0: Oh, I remember what I was saying. So, um, you remember when Songha was dealing with uh, the whole I- issue with, like his, um, her, her friend uh, Donghyun had just confessed that he likes her. And so she was kind of like giving him an answer of sorts. Like she was explaining to him that she had liked him for years. and But she didn't anymore because now she liked Junyoung. And then Min Sung walks in. But Junyoung is also with Min Sung. And that entire, you know, that tableau happens. Jun never misunderstands. Mm-mm. Like he he sees the entire situation. He understands how Min Sang must be feeling, how Songha must be feeling. So he he just stands there and is supportive towards Songha. And I so she got something out of that relationship. And I kept thinking that um all Jun young really needed when he was going through all of the things he was going through was to, for songha to be sort of with him like for her to be a bit of a safe harbor mm-hmm. and initially that's exactly what she was until the whole you know um Jung Kyung element and her own insecurities when you know the idea of her playing with um parking Jun right. coming up um then she stopped being that safe harbor then she was simply... And constantly unhappy with him. And so he could not, he had to start hiding interactions from her. This was, again, a very natural progression in the relationship, given how they had started off.
1: And also very natural that her insecurities about her playing and about what she's going to do next. And I think her, her understanding that she wasn't good enough kind of spills over into this personal space. It's built, it It is unhappiness. About um, her abilities, but it becomes unhappiness with him because she is just unhappy, and I thought that that was in a way really believable and and relatable, even though I didn't like it, <laughs> I didn't like watching it, I'm like, okay, so she is just you know she is just getting depressed and insecure over everything. Um, yeah, and that then became their relationship as well.
0: Exactly. As a third person observer, I could see that these two were very distinct things that she was confusing. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that state where this miasma of d- sort of like depressive thoughts are just constantly around you, you can't apart them and be like, this one thing is bad. This other thing is actually not bad. It's maybe neutral. And it you just can't do it. So the best thing to do would be to take a step back from everything sort out the stuff that's making you feel the worst and then see how everything else falls into place, which is, as an observer I was like, wait, no, but why because that moment when she breaks up with him, she's like, I'm not happy with you anymore, and Park jun face oh my god I mean, Kim Min-ji just killed it, He he's like, she's not happy with me I mean, his eyes I yeah. thought, And I yeah.
1: thought he absolutely killed it in that final episode where he's just, you know, played his heart out and she is there going like, I just came as a friend. It's like, yes, we believe that. But his face, <laughs> you just think if this is not going to where he wants, he's just going to be physically sick. You know, he's just going yeah. to fall apart. <laughs> he was he was so good. He was so good. Yeah,
0: absolutely. This is not the kind of drama that actors tend to win screen awards for. But man, that, especially that breakup scene, I, I, if I was like in control of any of these awards, I would be like just throwing them at Kim and Jay. <laughs> The poem was that good. Yeah. And honestly, I I don't remember him from any of his characters before. He's apparently been in a slew of dramas that I've watched before this. I, I mean, I, I remember him from Dr. Romantic 2 because I was earlier this year, but it was just such a, you know, such a bubblegum cutesy role he was just this handsome nurse. That's it. But it wasn't a focused character, so I I don't remember him from anything else. But he's been in a ton of stuff as a debut lead, which is what I think this was. He slayed us! Hot damn! Yeah, oh. and I but I also really liked
1: Park Ben Bin in this as well, and she was so different from the, her previous role in. Stove League, I think, is the previous one that she was in. And just the difference in, in the character between her character in that and her character in this. Uh, both utterly believable and, and almost polar opposites character-wise. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I remember her from Age of Youth. And mm. again, not a character that left like a very strong impression on me. But, you know, just, just a sort of a, a girl I liked. But like from the very beginning, and she was such a quiet um, character. She's again a bit um, different from the usual heroines that we have in that she is very strong-willed. Otherwise, she would not have been able to take music on despite the disapprobation of her friends, her family, everybody, including her classmates probably, who all looked at her and were like, why are you here? (laughs) But uh, so very strong-willed comes from a privileged, at least, you know, upper-class family, Mm -hmm. has good friends, is not an isolated candy. So in many ways, she's so different, but also, you know, very clear. She's so quiet and soft-spoken It's and polite. At, but then there are these moments when she just connects with the situation and she smiles and the smile is this sweet huge and she has this laughter that's very a, a sort of a cute throaty laughter mm. that's memorable and i and i just you know the casting director just requires like proper you know stand up applause it's uh, did a you know fine job <laughs> fighting these two
1: they did they were awesome
0: yeah okay so we should probably start wrapping up now. Uh, <laughs> well, no, we could have just talked for hours. <laughs> oh, bad. Absolutely. So um, I think we did a pretty decent job of covering most of the drama and how we felt about most of these characters. I just want to uh, give like, a proper round of applause to, um, I think it was Cha Young-in, uh, the Nuna, so who was like the uh, the major planner uh, in, in the Cultural Foundation. The manager, Nuna, for uh, Park Jun Young, And she was a true gem. Like, I, even when all other supporting characters were being selfish in one way or the other, she was just so uh, measured, you know? Even when a decision that Park Jun Jung is making could be against the foundation, she considers both his point of view and the foundation's point of view before asking him to reconsider I just really liked what a good person she was. I, I really, really liked her character. And also, oddly, I really liked the evil manager, the Park Sun jae who uh, goes from like an employee of the Cultural Foundation to like kind of a rival, like when he takes on uh, uh, Park Junyong young uh, as, you know, uh, he, he becomes the primary agent for him because his advice wasn't wrong. And his take on the situations weren't wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You, you wish that he didn't say it, but what he said was the truth. And it was the hard truth. And the really nice characters were maybe too nice to point out problems. Yeah, he, he, he gave good advice, even though <laughs> nobody might have liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he... He came across initially as like this, this awful evil person who's just trying to ruin, I don't know, the happiness of these cats, but no, not really. He was essentially, he just didn't want anybody's personal life or, you know, feelings to ruin a good financial situation. And every, advice that he gave were ultimately in Park jun Young's, well, well, for his good. Yeah, um, and and he is
1: the guy who finally gets through to Songha and says, well, what are you actually going to do with this violin playing? because you're never going to be a, a professional violinist? And she goes, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> 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 and clearly, I didn't like that he said it, but somebody had to say it. And so, okay, so the evil, the evil, nasty person was willing to be outspoken enough to drive the point home and um, made to consider what she actually wants to do.
0: That's something that I kind of wanted to talk about just before we wrap this up. So Songha's stubbornness that kept her in the music world was this idea of herself as an eventual performer. It's not like she was thinking that, hey, I'll graduate out of this and maybe try and become a professor or go teach some. No, she wanted to be a performer. You could see the desire on her face. Like the, the very first scene that we introduced to her in is when she is part of this huge um, orchestra and she finally gets to be on the stage and play and then the conductor comes in and is like no I don't need you just leave and when she is like but you know I practiced really hard and the conductor is just like looking at her back and is like so what <laughs> leave I found that very telling because her refusal or her stubbornness was a stubbornness of somebody who thought that her desire to perform on stage is more important than what actually sounds good. And the orchestra has to sound good as a whole. Individual feelings of performers matters less or should matter less. But to Songha, who was desperate to perform on stage, she couldn't consider that. To her, performing mattered more because she never had before. So to go from that to finally accepting that she was never going to be a performer and like the the entire 16 episodes you had all of these other characters treating her as a non-performer. You had these awful professors who, like this one professor that she basically acted as the personal assistant for for a while, uh, hoping to gain her favor. She basically called her a secretary. She refused to treat her as a performer, as a musician. There were other characters who spoke of other students as musicians, but Songha as someone who was just majoring in music. They made a very you know, clear difference there. And you could hear it in the language of all the people around her. And to me, it seemed like Songha was taking all of this stuff in, her feelings were being hurt, but she was becoming more and more stubborn in her determination to prove them wrong. So she just practiced harder. But ultimately, you know, that practice was not leading anywhere. The music she loved didn't love her back. And you need the relationship to be reciprocal for it to flourish, which she realized it wasn't going to.
1: Yeah. And also, I thought that when she when she said, oh, well, I practiced really hard, I thought, well, I'm sure everybody else in the orchestra practiced really hard as well. It's just yeah, you know, if if you're if he needs to get rid of two violinists and you're the two worst ones here, you're just gonna have to go. And yeah. I found that interesting when she said, but I practiced really hard as if that (laughs) as if she was the only one as if A, she was the only one who'd practiced hard, and B, as if practicing hard was all that mattered and it clearly yeah, wasn't um exactly yeah
0: so i i liked that i think she was somebody who she I just I liked that the show started with showing us this aspect of her, and I don't entirely know if the writing was intentional. But I like to think that if I'm seeing something in a drama, it was intentional. I like that she was flawed in this way; that uh, she wasn't perfect. And (laughs) yeah, so I I don't know. Somehow that aspect of her made me like Songa instead of the other way.
1: Well, I think it was absolutely intentional, and also it showed me that she was a bit more mature than everybody else because she had done the other degree as well. So she was four years older than everybody else. And she was willing yeah. to stand up and say to the conductor, I don't want to go. And that takes a lot of guts. And you think, okay, so here is actually somebody who has got the spine of steel, even though <laughs> even though she's very calm and quiet spoken. Yeah. But she has got that inner strength and that makes you root for her from the beginning, I think.
0: Yeah. And she, every time she chose to take a stand throughout the story, she's one of those people who, I, and I have met a few of them in my life, when they finally get angry and say something to you, you can't, you can't say anything back. They are almost scary in their quiet anger. And Song is one of those people, which is why that moment when she's breaking up with uh, Pang Jun Young in the rehearsal room, and you can't get a word in. But it's not because she's speaking so angrily or like, it's It's none of that. It's just that when she is finally focused on speaking and she says it in such a measured way, she's thought the entire thing through. She's very hard to refute. And the same thing when she was like, she had gone to the professor and was like, I'm not working for you anymore. Mm. She's like, have you considered? She's like, nope, I'm not working for you anymore. And she walks out. <laughs> I just... That <laughs> That was very satisfying. So the characters were great. To me, the supporting cast was great. And I just, the final two episodes were rare in how much closure they gave mm-hmm. me. Yes, you can always argue that some of the solutions were a bit too pat. I don't care, it's a drama. It was such great closure and it was closure
1: for everybody. And not, it yeah. wasn't as if like a couple of characters had been forgotten about. No, everything... We saw how everything played out, and it was just great.
0: It was. I really, I really... And oh, just this, the last thing I'll talk about <laughs> is Songa and Jodian's playing together. Because that had been such a pain point from practically the midpoint of the drama, because you kept thinking, these are two musicians, violinists and pianists play together are they never going to put these two together so that they play together? Is that never going to happen throughout the drama? Especially because at no point does Jun Young ever comment on the quality of her playing? She never even lets him hear
1: her play. That's what I was going to say. I think that at no point has he heard her play until that performance. Yeah. Because she didn't get to play in the orchestra, so he didn't hear her then. She always stopped practicing when he came into the practice room. And... I I really felt that maybe she was embarrassed by the standard of her playing and being, and that she was really unwilling to play in front of him, which is why she doesn't want to rehearse. So yeah, so I think that that was the first time he ever heard her play.
0: There was something about, and again, for this, I really credit the performance of the actress Park In Bin. We had seen her play at different points and i i have a limited understanding of classical music and i could not tell the difference between the various grades of playing like if someone plays really fast that seems like very fancy playing to me but that's not necessarily true the very slow piano and violin playing might be far more masterful because you're reaching the notes correctly or something but i wouldn't know the difference (laughs) so the way um the actress showed us that this this final performance where she's performing with Park Jun Young was the one where she performed most freely and from the bottom of her heart. And the performance actually was good. You could see that in the way her body moved with the violin. And I loved it. I have this entire... I, I think I took some like 30 screenshots while their performance was happening. And it was because the camera was following the two actors. It kept moving between Songha playing the violin and Jun Young. And the two of them were leaning together at certain points, like they were leaning towards each other. And then they, they were looking at each other like it was like this, this beautiful chemistry between the two musicians. And and you felt like this is probably how great music happens because the two have such good synergy. I have no idea if great music happened, but I could see that a really good performance happened. So it just made me really happy.
1: I could see that she was taking control of her music. You know, she was she was in charge of that. She wasn't she wasn't holding back, she was just going for it. And and that was visually very, very clear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And in sharp contrast with all her other performances where she holds herself very stiff, she just refuses to move. And you almost see the hesitation in her posture. Mm -hmm. So just like full credit to the actress there. And okay, I think I finally exhausted everything I wanted to cover. (laughs) Okay, Anya, final words?
1: I would just say that anybody who, like us, got stuck on episode 11, gave up and thought, oh, I'll just listen to the spoiled yak to see how it ends. I would just go and watch the last few episodes. They're good. That's all I have to say as a roundup.
0: They're really good. They're really satisfying. Just, I I understand that the drama starts really slow. And a lot of people gave up because it was a bit of a slow burn romance. But it worked for me that they became good friends who were supporting each other initially. And their feelings developed naturally. And you could see them liking each other more and more, you know, each time they met. And just the first time that they kind of saw each other... Like outside the college building, or I think the foundation office, and they had intended to meet each other. And I think Park Young had just arrived and she was waiting downstairs, and he smiled widely at her, Mm -hmm. and she smiled back, and then they were walking towards each other. It was like, oh (laughs) it's uh, the cutest thing ever. (laughs) Okay.
1: You're absolutely right. It was the cutest thing ever. And I
0: was like, oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. and because the romance was done well the relationship well it took its time but it went where it should and we were all very happy we would please ask you to finish watching the drama it is worth it <laughs> okay so that is where this void yak is ending thank you so much for listening thank you anya for joining me for this Squeefest.
1: fest <laughs> thank you for inviting me and making me finish it
0: <laughs> you're welcome so with that, we will end this episode. You can find our website on dramasoverflowers.net. We are on Twitter at dramasoverflow. On Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore. And I'm definitely forgetting something. Oh, we are on Facebook. Also, just just Google dramas overflowers. Okay, thank you for listening, guys. Good night. Bye. Dramas overflowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts.